0: Hello and welcome back to another exciting wonderful amazing episode of you should play this game and today I've got a game that I want to play no way oh, well I want to tell you that you should play it but first it's should... a real
1: called shot by the way uh, uh, predicting that this episode is going to be wonderful and all those other adjectives um, I'm looking forward to it
0: this is I mean it's episode 13. It's a mm-hmm. lucky episode, and this is also, like, one of my all-time favorite games. But first, first, sorry, we're getting ahead mm-hmm. of ourselves. My name isn't Booty anymore. Oh, no, what happened? It's Allison. All well, right, well, I am me. I am the true, truest version of myself right now, because I'm so f***ing hyped for this game, like, genuinely.
1: All but right, cool. I'm, I'm James. I'm, Let's get into it, then. I'm also joined
0: by James, and oh. uh, I'm going to talk about Fable. i love this game i i have also talked about this game on podcast with james a previous time for a whole different show um but dude i i absolutely love fable fable is such a it's such a banger like it really really is uh came out for the xbox original it was a launch title with the original xbox in 2004 fable was made by big blue box and lionhead studios uh scored by danny elfman uh uh, way yeah like genuinely (laughs) um it is a fantasy game set in the the land of albion it is it's big like gimmick that it set and has been like it set this precedent and has been taken by so many other games of you can decide your own fate. You can be good. You can be bad. You have a karma system that allows you to track whether you've done good deeds or bad deeds, it changes your appearance and your, how people interact with you. And it also changes the plot of the story. Um, this has been picked up by so many other RPGs out there like fable or sorry, fallout,
1: uh, <laughs> Fable was inspired by. <laughs> Fable, Fable wasn't inspired by
0: itself. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, Fallout, uh, S- Skyrim, so many other games that came after this. Uh, actually, I don't know if Fallout came after this. But uh, I was going to say, yeah, I know uh, that that was like a, a point and click at one point, but this game really like made it its whole whole identity of like the concept of your character and your actions determine whether or not you're good or evil. Like if you do a bunch of good deeds, you will literally generate a halo that floats above your head. And if you do a bunch of bad deeds, you will spawn horns from your forehead and marking you as a permanent evil person. If you get all the way to one side or the other of the karma scale.
1: Now Um, I thought halo was a different game.
0: No, that is a different game, but it does take place above your head within Fable. Oh, I that's said they are con- connected. Yeah, okay. no, it's a connected universe.
1: Uh, <laughs> 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 um, Editor's note, that's not true. I don't think. Uh, um, I hope not.
0: <laughs> that would be a very different game. I do super love Halo. I, hmm. I could go on a rant about that, but... We're talking about Fable. They yes. both were Xbox launch titles too. Yeah, another connection. We're. I've got some red thread. I don't. I'm connecting points.
1: <laughs> it's all connected.
0: It's all. It's all connected. I don't know if this has a bigger story, but I've connected two points. Um, yes.
1: You. What you've done is you've made a line.
0: I have made one line. Um. <laughs> but for the time, this was really, really big brain. It the. And this game just really stuck with me in a way that I think is, like, super special. I I definitely know that I've got some rose-tinted glasses, and this is super nostalgic for me. But I do frequently go back and play this game because it's on Steam as the uh, Fable. I believe it's Fable Anniversary is the, the new release of this game um it has been installed on literally every single computer i've ever owned <laughs> i make sure that like i always have fable ready to go it i even have it on um, my steam deck which that was my biggest most exciting point about getting a steam deck was that i can play fable anywhere that's a first for me because it is and it is a game that i can't emulate on like my phone or something i can take a ds game with me anywhere i can take a game boy advance game anywhere i can take playstation games anywhere but fable is not one i've been able to find a way to emulate on my phone or take with me and now i can i can just have that and i'm so excited but uh fable anniversary is the hd remake it came out in 2014 it is a 10 year anniversary of the original fable game it has new remastered hd video video audio it's Okay, I like it. It's fine. I do also have the original fable uh that I bought. I don't think they sell it anymore, but I bought it a long time ago and I am just able to continue playing that and I adore this game. So I'm going to get into some of the little things that I think are really really cool. Please do. Um the combat system kind of sucks if I'm going to be 100% no. honest, but it well, I'm not is... going to play it then. <laughs> <laughs> It is very fun to play around with and kind of manipulate because there are some things that you can do to really break the game. Uh, and as an adult, I enjoy that kind of stuff. As a child, that's not really what I was into. The story is what I was most into, and it does have a very, very fun story. It's kind of by the numbers at this point. It has been. A lot of the things have kind of been done and
1: done again, but. I mean, yeah, your game is, what, 19-odd years old. If it was original then, it can't feel original yeah. now.
0: Um, 100%, but it was really original for its time, and it really just stood out above the rest. Uh, a lot of the... One of the things that I really loved about this game, and I will, like, literally Liz Renfrew in my brain, and I think about all the time are there these little challenge doors. Uh, They're called demon doors and it is a giant stone door with a face on it. And it will give you like a riddle or a challenge or a thing that you have to do. Um, And those will open up and give you a secret reward reward within like its own little area. And this stuck with me so heavily that like genuinely one of my wants in this life is to make, a demon door as my back door and have my backyard be a little wooded area that I can like sit in and read because all of the interiors of the demon door were the most quaint peaceful little zones of like it's got like a bookshelf and some chairs and some trees and some gentle music playing and a little stream and a little water fountain and like all this like nice little thing all protected in this like little bubble of just like no enemies, no nothing can get in here. You're just chilling in the demon door, and it's just so nice. I love is that. that.
1: Is that where the cows are? Cows. There's cows in one of them games, right? I, in one of them Fable games, there's a bunch awesome of cows in game? one of them.
0: I think so, yeah. I think that's in like one of the second or the third game. I'm specifically talking about the first game. There. I will also yes. get into some of the sequels just tangentially um Mm. because there are some really neat things about the sequels that i think were great and then there are some weird things i think are horrible Um, oh boy oh one you want to know literally the worst
1: idea ever that was in fable three i do i do want to know that desperately so
0: in a RPG game, you want to change your equipment. You want to change your sword. You want to change your pants, something like uh-huh. that. Real easy. I, well,
1: I gotta have to. I gotta change my pants in real life. So I mean, yeah,
0: but like, uh, so in in most games, you hit the start button, and then you find the thing that you want, and you hit select, and then you hit equipped, and then it's done. That's it. Um, uh-huh. In Fable Three, you select a menu. Mm-hmm. that is like a full opaque menu it's not like over the the under gameplay you can't like see your world anymore it just takes over the whole screen you mm-hmm. pop up this menu and you select the uh closet world uh i don't remember the name of it i didn't play a lot of fable 3 it really the upset closet me closet world so you go through a loading zone to a world uh it's its own like independent dedicated zone that is a closet that has like little Uh, Statuettes like the the armor stands That are in like Minecraft that you can put your armor on It's got those all over And that's where your clothes are So you have to go find your clothes Put them on And then go through another load zone And it will put you back where you were To change your equipment Every time I have a question Every time Two load zones and a little hunt To find where your clothes are I can i can i can i ask a question real quick yes of course why <laughs> because realism if you want to change your pants in real life you go oh, to another realism
1: room where i get teleported to the clothes dimension
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you want to put on your different pants you go to another room and you find your pants and you put them on isn't that fun, exciting do. experience Oh, joking, i hope the first but...
1: game's not like that
0: no the first game's not the first game you just select what you want from the menu and then it put you put it on that way like it's what a... it's like every other game what a concept i know right it's like that was has been tried and tested and like works super mm-hmm. well it's so great
1: uh well, so far you've sold the first game to me because i can put on clothes easily. you can
0: put on clothes you can fight enemies there's a really wonderful story um you can save or destroy the entire world there are fun little challenges and easter eggs hidden all throughout um you can buy titles you can uh buy land you can buy a house you can get married you can be gay it was one of the first games that i ever played where you're allowed to be gay people do judge you for it they will call you out on it but you can be gay well that's just like real life yeah (laughs) um but it was like genuinely one of the first Experiences of my life where I was able to like play with those ideas in a way that the people around me probably wouldn't have enjoyed, uh, mm-hmm. to put it kindly. Because yeah. this game came out when I was in fourth grade; I was nine. <laughs> uh, the world
1: was a, a different place then.
0: Very, uh, yeah. Like genuinely, it was. It was really kind of forward for that. Even though, like, the townspeople will like be like i think i saw that person with a man it didn't really matter you could just like do whatever you wanted and it was it was really nice to just like be able to buy a house and marry whoever i wanted and like you could you could buy a uh, buy adopt mm-hmm. is the proper word children or have children if you were married to a woman because you could only play as a man mm-hmm. um the second game changed that where you could play as a man or a woman and you could change genders, which was really cool. There was a potion yeah. you could get that was like super late game. It took a ton of work and a lot of money and you could like buy this potion and change your gender. I thought that was the coolest shit ever. Um, but again, the people in the game, the citizens will call you out on it. And it's kind of annoying <laughs> because it's just like real life.
1: Um, Yeah, it's weird to go back and play a game like that. That's so personal, but that is so old because you go back and you say, oh, okay." I'm sure to them they felt like they were doing this new, cool, like open thing. And now it feels weird because their standards were on the floor back then. And what what was like acceptable in treating people with respect um is wildly different now
0: yeah uh it did add like that layer though of like yeah you can be gay anyone can be gay but mm-hmm. people are gonna talk shit about you and like that is real life mm-hmm. you can be trans anyone can be trans people will talk shit about you that is real life that is the the experience and it sucks. That is the experience that you also have to deal with in a video game where, like, yeah. you just want it to be a fantasy and, like, everything just be chill. But also at the same time, it's like, yeah, this is, like, actually the experience. It's not necessarily an experience I love, but it is the experience. Yeah. So, I don't know. That that part, I, I am of two minds on of, like, yeah, you are accurately representing this thing. I hate it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The question is, do you want it accurately represented in a video game where you're trying to arguably do things that you can't in real life and kind of escape?
0: Exactly. And like, honestly, like I said, I am of two minds of this of like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. But also I just want to live my life and I don't want Mm -hmm. people to tell me that I'm not allowed to be gay or trans or at the very least just mind their own dang business about it and leave me alone let me live my own life Mm. but being able to experience and play with those ideas as a young person through these games was foundational for me as a human being um because i had those thoughts this just gave me a place to play around with those thoughts and enjoy myself and i really loved these games uh i think it was was it two uh yeah you get a dog um (gasps) So Fable 2 is actually a pretty decent game. I really liked Fable 2. Fable 3, I feel like they fell off. But Fable 2 was really fun. At the beginning, you get a companion dog that is like your friend throughout the whole thing. They run alongside you. You can have them fetch items for you. You can have them do a whole bunch of things for you. You can have them sniff out enemies or friends. Um, There are a bunch of missions where it's like, I can't find this person. Can you help me find them? Well, do you have a scrap of their clothing? And then the dog helps you find the person and yeah you had like a a dog companion that like was just so fun to have around he was so pleasant and you got to name them and like customize them and you could get like different skins for your dog through like because fable 2 is the one where you could get the potion to change what your appearance is you could get a potion to change your dog's appearance as well and you could turn them into like a dalmatian or a german shepherd or like a golden retriever and like you could just pick your dog it was great it was such a small little thing, but it made a huge difference in like my bonding with this dog because I had a little Dalmatian that I loved.
1: Yeah, um, it it sounds like there's a lot of different just things you can do. It doesn't really borrow a lot of things off from you. And it, it gets me thinking, too. You talked earlier about how it was uh, an early game that let you make a lot of choices, uh, which was a relatively new thing at the time. Um, And that brings me back to things like uh, pen and paper RPGs, where you have someone who is able to kind of like create the story with you and you're not beholden to rules. And that's a difficult thing to translate over to video games. Though recently, a lot of games have tried to do that. uh, Mm -hmm. to kind of varying levels of success. (laughs) Some of them nail that down more than others. But I was curious, does Fable feel like it's kind of doing that same thing? Or is it doing it in a, a uniquely video game way? Or is it a little bit different?
0: I feel like it does do a lot of those things where like it lets you a lot of quests will have multiple uh, success levels. So you could either out and out fail it. And then like you just get a different result for that quest. If you like, mm. okay, so there's a quest that I'm thinking of specifically where your job is to protect a load of boxes from bandits coming in. You can just fully turn coat and steal the boxes with the bandits and then join up with the bandits. And then you fail the quest. You earn a bunch of evil karma, but you gain karma with the bandits and you get part of the loot as a reward that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Uh, And that just fully changes like a significant portion of the game because that's a main story quest. Uh, There are a bunch of quests like this, where you like there are different levels of success Or not necessarily failure, but like a whole different path that you took just because you went a different way. I think that it really handles that pretty well, especially for its time. Like, oh, my God, for its time, it does a great job of handling that.
1: Um, Yeah, that's that's an interesting thing to be able to pull off in games, because if you're trying to do the same thing that a tabletop RPG can do, you you inherently have limitations because in a video game you have to be able to predict what the player is going to do and you have to build out a route for it. You have to put things in there. You have to put so much forethought into every different option the player has where that source idea comes from the type of game where you can just say, hey, I'm doing this instead. And the person on the other end will have to improvise and catch up and make up a whole new thing. And they can do that. They have the freedom to. So it sounds like Fable kind of captures that, uh, premeditated which is really interesting that's a, i mean honestly that's a sign of good writing and good attention to detail uh, on the game makers part
0: genuinely i do really believe that this game has some i'm not gonna say like great writing because it's old it does show its age if you do play it do play it under the lens of this game came out in
1: 2004
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> um but Man, for its for its age, I think it did a really great job, like genuinely for where it came out, when it came out and what it brings to the table. It does a phenomenal job of actually getting. It's uh it's point across and it's gimmick solidified into actual mechanic where it's like, yeah, if if you don't do the you can make choices uh, gimmick correctly it does just stay a gimmick where it's like oh yeah haha i can make a choice and it doesn't really have that much of an impact i'm just gonna like keep playing the game and no matter how i play it still has the same end um this has a couple of different endings it has a couple of different paths you can take it has a bunch of different like repercussions for your choices i think that it really solidifies that into like a solid mechanic of the game and makes that Very, very well established and does so with good writing, good foresight and planning in that writing of trying to get people to an end and predict the unpredictability of the player in that in a mission where a bandit is coming to steal the thing that I'm supposed to be protecting in a tabletop RPG. I could just want to be like, yeah, I'll join the bandits. I don't want to deal with this resistance. I'll just steal the (laughs) stuff with them um most games would not know how to handle that and this game thinks that through and thinks not just that through but the next couple of steps through um like yeah you made the bandits happy later on when you meet back up with the bandits they're going to be happy with you because you stole their stuff with them or let Mm. them steal stuff uh it it plots that through and i think that it does that in a very very decent way Mm. And then adds just a bunch of little flavor and extra things on top that are memorable and fun and slightly unique in a way that I haven't seen from a lot of RPGs. All right. That's why I think you should play this game.
1: I I think I have to agree. It, it sounds like a delightful little uh, uh, sojourn into storytelling, if nothing else.
0: 100%. And I've been Allison. I've been James. I think this is probably the best outro we've ever had
1: oh don't jinx it yet (laughs) (laughs) bye